Hello everybody, I am reading chapter 2 of Wings of Fire, Dragnet Prophecy. I posted like, I'm sorry, bonus episode because it was Veterans Day and I thought you all should honor a veteran and don't listen to podcasts all day like I do some most days. So let's get started. If you have any questions, I'll put up a or go back to the Is Veterans Day episode and post there because I've had a few posts, not a lot. Okay, let's get started. Clay swept the bones of dinner into the river with his tail. The stripped white shapes bounced in the current. Fires flickered around the edges of the great central cave. Echoing space yawned overhead, dripping with stalagmites, a huge piece. The cave dome was big enough for six full dragons to fit across their wings extended, with their wings extended. The underground river flowed along one wall muttering and gurgling as if it were plotting its own escape. Clay glanced at the two small sleeping caves that opened, that opened into the hall, currently empty, and wondered where all the other dragonettes had gone while he was cleaning up. Aha! yelled a voice behind him. Clay threw his wings over his head. What did I do? he yelped. I'm sorry, it was an accident. Or fix the extra cow? Dean said I could have it because webs would be out late. I'm sorry, I can skip dinner tomorrow. A small snout poked his back between his wings. Calm down, silly, Sonny said. I was at a hind at you. Oh, Clay smooths. Oh. Clay smoothed his crest and twisted around to look at her. The smallest and last hash of the dragonette, a pale lizard tail was disappearing into her mouth. She grinned at him. That was my fierce hunting cry, she said. Did you like it? Wasn't it scary? Well, it certainly, well, it was certainly surprising, she said. Lizards again? What's wrong with cows? Blech. Too heavy, she said. You look all serious. Just thinking. He was glad Kestrel and Doom couldn't read minds like Nightwing Dragons. He hadn't been able to stop thinking about the idea of escape all through dinner. Clay lifted one of his wings and nested close to him. He could feel the warmth from her golden scales reddening along his side. Sunny was too small and the wrong color, tawny gold instead of sand pale like most sand wings. But she gave off heat like the rest of her tribe. Dean said, we should go study for an extra hour before bed, she said. The other dragons are in the study cave already. Dean, Dean. The maimed dragon who taught in survival skills was a sandwich, and so was Sunny, more or less. There's, there's something not quite right about the littlest dragon net. 
Not only her scales were too golden, but her eyes were gray green instead of glittering black. Worst of all, her tail curled into an ordinary point like the tails of most dragon, dragon tribes, instead of ending with a poisonous barb that was a Sandy's most dangerous weapon. As Kestrel often said, Sunny was completely harmless. And what good was a harmless dragon? But her egg fit the instructions in the prophecy. So she was there, wings of sand. Whether the Talons of Peace liked it or not. Of course there was no wings of rain in the prophecy at all. The Dragonettes all heard many times over about how glory was a last minute substitute for the broken Skywing egg. Kestrel and Doom called her a mistake and growled at her a lot. Nobody knew whether the prophecy could still happen with a rain wing instead of a sky wing. But from the way Clay knew but from what Clay knew of sky wings, he was very glad that they had glory instead of another grumpy fire breathing Kestrel under the mountain. Besides, if anyone's likely to mess up the prophecy, it was him. Not Glory or Sunny. Come on, Sunny. Flick. Flick. Come on, Sunny said, flicking him with her tail. He followed her across the central cave. Twisting stone tunnels led off in four directions one to the battle area, one to the guardian's cave. One to the study room, and one to the outside world. The last was blocked with a boulder too heavy for any other of the dragonettes to move. Clay stopped and pushed against the rock with his shoulders as they went by. He often tried to open it when the big dragons weren't around. Someday it would move when he did that. Maybe not a lot, but even a tiny shift would let him know that he's finally getting close to being full grown. He felt big. He was constantly bumping into things and accidentally knocking stuff over with his tail or his wings. Not today, he thought ruefully when the boulder didn't budge. Maybe tomorrow. He followed Sunny down the tunnel to the study room. His enormous feet were thick. His enormous feet and thick claws thumped and scraped along the stone floor. Even though he lived under the mountain the, his whole life, it still hurt to walk on bare rock. He was constantly stubbing his talons, and they always ached by the end of the day. Tsunami was strutting around the study cave, barking orders. Sunny and Clay sat down by the entrance, folding their wings back. A breath of air drifted down from the hole in the roof, far overhead, the only window to the outside of any of the caves at night. Without the distant hint of sunlight, the room felt colder and more hollow. Clay stretched up and sniffed at the darkness that had fallen on the other side of the hole. He thought it smelled like stars. The map of Hyreria 
out on the wall between the torches. Snot and Starflight loved staring at the map, trying to figure out where the hidden cave was. Starflight was pretty sure they were somewhere under the claws of the cloud mountains. Skywings preferred to live high among the peaks, so anything could happen in the deep caves below without being noticed. All this history is so confusing, Sunny murmured to Clay, swishing her tail back and forth. Why don't the three uh, sides just sit down and talk out and end to the war? That would be great, Clay said. Then we can stop studying it. Sunny giggled. Stop that, Tsunami said bossily, stamping her feet at them. No whispering. Pay attention. I'm a sign parts. This is not proper studying, Starflight pointed out. His black nightwing scales made him nearly invisible in the dark shadows between the torches. He swept a few scrolls behind between his talons and began to neatly sort them into stacked triangles. Perhaps I should read to everyone instead. Dear Moons, anything but that, Glory said from the ledge above him. Maybe later when we're trying to fall asleep. A long tail, delicate snout, glowing emerald green with displeasure, rested on her front talons, her claws. Ripples of iridescent blue shimmered across her scales. Tonight, her tail was a swirl of vibrant purple. If it weren't for glory, Clay thought, none of them would know how many colors there were in the world. He wondered what it must be like to live in the rainforest, where there was a whole tribe of dragons that beautiful. Shush! Tsunami scolded. Now, obviously, I'd be the best queen, but let's make Sunny the queen, since she is a real sandwing. She bustled over and pushed Sunny into the center of the cave. Well, sort of, Glory muttered under her breath. Psst. Starflight flicked her with his tail. None of the dragon that's ever talked about why Sunny didn't look like a regular sandwing. Clay guessed, Clay's guess was that her egg had been taken from the sand too early. Maybe sandwing eggs needed the sun and desert sand to keep them warm until hatching. Or else they come out half-baked and funny-looking. Although personally, he thought Sunny looked just fine. Tsunami tapped her talons on the cave floor. Studying her friends. Clay, you want to play the scavenger? That's hardly fair, not Tsunami. Uh, Starflight pointed out. He's twice Sunny's size. A real scavenger would be smaller than her. According to the scrolls over here. It says that scavengers have no scales, no wings, and no tail. And they walk on two legs, which sounds very unstable to me. I bet they fall over all the time. Like treasure, they like treasure nearly as much as dragons do. The scrolls say scavenger attack lone dragons and steal. Oh my gosh! 
We know, Glory snapped. We were all here for the fascinating lectures about them. Don't make me come down there and bite you, Starflight. I'd like to meet a real scavenger, Clay said. I'd rip its head off and eat it. He patted his front talons on the stove below him. I bet it tastes better than a mouthful of feathers Kestrel keeps freeing us. Poor hungry Clay, Sunny teased. More free? We'll go find a scavenger nest and eat all of them, Tsunami promised, nudging Clay with one wing. Sunny blinked at her. One more free? Oops, Tsunami and Clay. Oops. Tsunami and Clay exchanged glances. Sunny was sweet and trusting and absolutely terrible at keeping secrets. I mean, after we fulfilled the prophecy, of course. Tsunami said, Clay, be the scavenger. Here, this can be your claw. She swung her long tail in an arc and smashed a slag, slagmite loose. Shards of rock flew across the cave and the other dragonette stuck. Clay hefted the sharp rock spear in his talons and claws and grinned wickedly at Sunny. Don't actually hurt me, Sunny said nervously. Of course he won't, Sunny said. We're just acting it out. And the rest of us will be the princesses. I'll be burned. Lori can be blistered. Starflight will be blazed. I had to be a princess last time too, Starflight observed. I'm not sure I like this game. Stretched his wings and the scattered silver scales beneath him glittered like in the night sky. It's not a game, it's history, Tsunami said. And if we had any other friends, we could play it differently. But there are three same dragon princesses. So, you have to be one. Stop complaining! Starflight shrugged and settled back into the shadows the way he did when he couldn't win a fight. Alright, go ahead, Tsunami said. Hopping onto the ledge next to Glory. Um, Sunny said. She eyed Clay warily. Right. Here I go. La la la. Queen Oasis to the Sandwings. And so very important. Uh, royal and stuff. Tsunami sighed. Glory and Starflight hid their smiles. I've been queen for ages and ages. Sunny went on. She strutted across the cave floor. No one dares to challenge me for my throne. I'm the strongest Sandwing Queen who ever lived. Don't forget the treasures you want, Tsunami hissed, pointing at the pile of loose rocks. Oh, right, Sunny said. It's probably because of all my treasure. I have so much treasure because I'm such an important queen. She swept the rocks toward her and gathered them between her talons. Did someone say treasure? Clay bellowed, leaping out from behind the large rock formation. Sunny yelped with fright. No, Tsunami called. You're not scared. The Queen Oasis, the big, bad Queen of the Sand Dragons. Right. 
76. Rawr. What is this tiny scavenger doing in the kingdom of sand? I'm not afraid of a tiny scavenger. I shall go out there and eat him in one bite. Glory started giggling so hard that she had to lie down and cover her face with her wings. Even Tsunami was making faces, trying not to laugh. Clay swung his leg in circles. Squeak, 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 he shouted, and other annoying scavenger noises. I'm here to steal the treasure away from the magnificent dragon. Not from me, you won't, Sunny said, bristling. She stamped forward, spread her wings, and raised her tail threatening. It does the poisonous farm farb sand wings had. Sunny's tail was not very menacing, but nobody pointed that out. Yaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaa
But the Dragon Nuts all knew Glory hated it, no matter how much she pretended she didn't care. It also seemed really unfair. Glory was the only Rainwing any of them had ever met. And she studied and trained harder than anyone else. Err, Dragon, Tsunami finished awkwardly. So quickly and said, Glory, their flight. Get out here. The Nightwing shuffled forward and looked down at Sunny, who had her eyes scrunched shut. Oh dear, oh dear, he said. What will we do now? He said, well now I should be queen. As the youngest princess, I could have the longest reign. That would be good for the saints. Also, he paused, gave a long suffering sigh. I'm by far the prettiest. Sunny giggled and Tsunami poked her to keep skip. So, Clay swept the treasure rocks into a pile and sat on them. I should kill you both right now, Glory snarled. You and what army, Tsunami taunted. Tsunami taunted her. Glory stretched out her neck and bared her teeth. That's a great idea. I'll get an army. An army of seawolves. Then you'll be sorry. You're not the only one who can make alliances, Tsunami said. I'll get the Skywings on my side. And Mudwings. Then we'll see who wins this war. There was a pause. Both of them looked at Starflight again. Uh, yeah, he said. You do that. And I'll ally myself with the Icewing Army. Also, by the way, most of the Sand Dragon Sandwings want me to be their queen. They do, Sunny said, opening her eyes. Who says? Stop talking, Tsunami poked her with one of tones. You're dead. There's lots of recent scrolls about it. Starflight explained pompously. Blaze is very popular with her own tribe. So why can't she be queen, Sunny asked. If that's who they want. Because Burn is the biggest and scarier. It's bigger and scarier and would crush her like a bug. They actually fought claw to claw, Glory. Glory chimed in. And Blister, that's me, is smarter than both of them put together. She knew she couldn't kill Burn in a regular duel. It was her idea to involve all the other tribes and turn their Samuel throne battle into a world war. She probably she's probably waiting for the other two to kill each other. Which one do we want to be Queen Sunny asked? We had to pick, right? When we fulfill the prophecy, none of them starflight and said gloomily. Blaze is as smart as an as a confused sheep. Lister's most likely plotting to become queen of all the tribes somehow. And if Burnman, she'll probably keep the world war going just for fun. They're all pretty nasty. I guess we'll see what the Talons of Peace decide. Talons of Peace don't get to decide, Tsunami said briskly. They only think they're in charge of us, but we can still hear them out, Starflight argued. 
They want what's best for us in Pyruria. Easy for you to say, Glory snapped. The rough fruit along her neck flared orange. You weren't stolen from your ho home. The Nightwings were pretty eager to hand you over your egg. Weren't they? Starfight flinched as if she burned him. Boring, Clay shouted from his pile of rocks. Stop fighting with each other. Come on, fight me for this treasure instead. No. No one... Wait, sorry. No one knows what the scavenger did with the sand dragon's treasure. Starflight said, In his top of class, boys start turning away from glory. Wait. Sorry. No one knows what the scavenger did with the sand dragon's treasure. Starflight said, In his top of the class, boys turning away from glory, among other things. He stole Lazulu Dragon, the Gold Sandwing Receptor, the Eye of Onyx, which had been in the Sandwing Treasury for hundreds of years. Clay stamped his feet. Starflight lectures always made his scales itch. I want to fight somebody, he said. Somebody who wasn't going to beat him into a violent rage, preferably. As if the thought had summoned her, Kestrel suddenly loomed out in the entrance cave. What's going on in here, Kestrel boomed. Ke What's going on in here? Kestrel's booming voice made all five dragons jump to attention. Sunny slipped as she tried to scramble to her feet and Starflight jumped forward to catch her. The enormous red skywings slithered into the cave. Glaring down at them, this doesn't look like studying, she hissed. We're sorry, Sunny stammered. No, we're not, Tsunami. Shot this handling a glare. <coughs> we were studying. We were acting out the death of qu the queen that started the whole war. You mean play acting? Kessel growled. You are too old for games. When were, when were we ever too young for games? Glory muttered. This, it wasn't a game, Tsunami said. It was a different way of learning the history. What's wrong with that? And now you're talking back, Kestrel said. She looked smug as she did when Tsunami got in trouble. That means no sleeping in the river tonight, Tsunami scowled. Kestrel tapped the pile of scrolls behind the entrance with one claw. The rest of you, learn from the Steven's mistakes and study the correct way. That's not fair, Clay spoke up to Kestrel. Clay spoke as Kestrel turned to go. Even though it made his heart pound, we were all doing the same thing. We should all be punished. Glory shook her head at him. But besides, but beside him, Sunny nodded. Kestrel stared down at Clay. I knew who the ringleader was. 
Cut off the head and the problem goes away. You're going to cut off Tsunami's head, Sunny Squeak? Very sad. It's a metaphor. Flip. Have it rain. Now go back to bed. Now go to bed, Cecil said. She turned and swept out of the cave, knocking over Starflight's neat stack of scrolls as she went. <coughs> Clay nudged Tsunami's dark blue shoulder with his snout. Sorry. We tried. I know. Thanks, Tsunami said, brushing her wings against his. Hey, Sunny. Would you mind taking those scrolls back up to our sleeping cave? <coughs> the small dragon brightened. Sure, I can do that. She hurried to the entrance and gathered the scattered scrolls in front of her talons and whisked out of the cave. I can't stand this much longer, Tsunami said as soon as Sunny was gone. We have to get out of here, and soon. Clay glanced at Glory and Starflight, who didn't look surprised. You talked to them about it? Of course, Tsunami said. I need help figuring out an escape plan. Clay couldn't help but notice that she hadn't asked him for any escape plan ideas. Even the dragons who liked him thought he was pretty useless. I'm not sure we're ready, Starflight said, wrinkling his forehead. There's much that we haven't learned yet. <clears throat> That's what the teachers want us to think, Tsunami's blue scales shifted as she shook herself from head to tail. But we'll never know until we get out there. These horrible caves. Get out of these horrible caves and see the world for ourselves. What about the prophecy, Clay asked. Shouldn't we wait two more years? I don't see why, said Glory said. I'm a tsunami. Destiny is destiny, right? So whatever we do must be the right thing. We don't need a bunch of ancient dragons telling us about how to save the world. That we're not in the prophecy. Wait, to save the world. They're not in the prophecy. <clears throat> when do we tell Sunny Starflight? Asked, glancing at the cave's dark opening. Not until the last minute, Tsunami said fiercely. You know she can't keep a secret, Starflight. You, you know she can't keep a secret, Starflight. Promise you won't tell. You won't say anything to her. I won't, I won't, he said. She's not gonna like it, though. She thinks everything is great here. Of course she does, Tsunami said. She doesn't care that we get treated like cracked eggs even though we're supposed to be the key to peace or whatever. She cares, said Starflight def defensively. She just doesn't whine about it. Youch, Glory, said Glory. Tsunami whirled to glare at Starflight, her gills pulsing. Say that to my face? I'm saying it to your face, he said. Or was I saying it to your rear end? It's easy to get the two confused. He ducked behind Clay before Tsunami could even bare her teeth at him. Hey, stop. Hey, stop. Quit snarling at each other like many kestrels, Clay said, standing up to keep his bulk between Tsunami and Starflight. Nobody's happy here. Sunny deals with it differently, that's all. But remember what we decided. We five stick together or else everything gets worse, right? Starflight hunched his wings forward, muttering. Clay's right, Glory said. 
The last thing we want is to be like Kestrel or Webs or Doom. Tsunami hissed for a moment, then shook herself. Alright, I know, I'm trying, but this place is slowly killing me, she said. Clay shivered the fierce look on her face. He would not want to be on the dragon, the dragon standing in her way. As soon as we have a plan, we go, Tsunami said, looking them in the eye. Let's see them force our destiny on us when they can't find us anymore. Thank you for listening. That was chapter two of Wings of Fire, the Dragonette Prophecy. If you like my my podcast, even though I've only had four uploads now, um, listen to The World of Wings of Fire. It's a really great po- podcast. I got inspired by that podcast. And um, that's pretty much all I really wanted to say. I use the app Anchor to do my podcast, and hope you can start making your own podcast. I'd really like to listen to them, and there will be a Q&A. Thank you for listening. Bye.